Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 27th of February, 2023. We are live tonight exclusively on the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel as the Wilmsfront YouTube channel just received its second strike for last week's Tim's News Explosion, again, for medical misinformation because I covered the topic of COVID and the COVID vaccines. Hello to all of those joining me for the first time over in the Odyssey chat. I see my, uh, my regular peak Aussie man is there. Great to see you. Uh, now uh, with uh, my streaming software, I cannot put up Odyssey comments on the screen like I could with with YouTube, but I'm certainly keeping an eye on the the Odyssey live chat and uh, we'll read out uh, your contributions. Also, Entropy uh, doesn't work with Odyssey, uh, but you can uh, send through a paid with a, with Odyssey currency, a, a paid super chat. I'm not sure if that that's what it's called on on Odyssey, uh, but you can get your get your uh, get your comment uh, put up at the top of the screen. So if you want to utilize that option, please do that. Remember, uh, my audience are my eyes and ears. So if anything is going wrong with uh, any of the stream here, the audio or video, please let me know. Now, I do stream to uh, Odyssey multi-stream every week, uh, but uh, this is the first time it's uh, been forced to just focus on Odyssey. So, obviously, there will be uh, my migration issues uh, for some of the, the viewers of the, the show. I have also been thinking if this uh, YouTube, if I keep getting censored on YouTube uh, because uh, I'm not going to censor my coverage about COVID just to stay on YouTube. So I am thinking of also live streaming to Rumble, uh, but because you do have to pay for that uh, privilege, uh, please uh, let me know what uh, what you think of, of that live streaming platform. Over here on Odyssey, have uh, 42 followers uh, so far. Uh, so if you haven't uh, subscribed, uh, make sure that you do. And also uh, give a like or a, it's a fire, a fire like here on Odyssey. And also leave a comment to go because it all helps with the, the algorithm over on uh, this platform. And uh, also uh, the, the other platform that uh, used to be popular uh, with uh, fr uh, free speech, Commentators, those who got censored uh, from from YouTube, was BitChute, uh, but uh, it doesn't have live streaming capability, and it doesn't really work properly, in in my opinion. But on with tonight's show, the 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 meat 
of Tim's News Explosion. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where once again, uh, we have been reminded what a political dystopia we live in with Dan Andrews and his goons almost being able to get away with anything. Uh, remember this appalling uh, instance, uh, one of a number of uh, appalling instances of Victoria uh, police uh, brutality uh, during the, the lockdowns. This was the, the Flinders Street body slam. And now that officer, uh, his name was uh, Acting Sergeant uh, Bo Barrett. Uh, he uh, was uh, suspended with pay and uh, he was charged with uh, recklessly causing injury, unlawful and common assault. Uh, but a uh, magistrate, uh, Rob Starry, uh, on Friday dismissed uh, these charges and he said, what is it, noting crowds around the station had been escalating. Is, does that mean that people were protesting outside the, the, the station? Uh, so the victim of this, uh, so his, his name uh, was, if I go up here, uh, Peterson English, that's his, his surname there. Uh, so Daniel Peterson English. Uh, so he claimed that uh, he had had a PTSD uh, from that and he'd been left with brain damage. Uh, but a magistrate Starry said that, uh, that uh, Mr. Peterson's English behavior can only be described as. Uh, as threatening and abusive in which he taunted police uh, continuously. Uh, so the court heard he approached the officers and taunted them multiple times. After re reviewing the evidence throughout the hearing, Magistrate Starry found that while arrest was not by the book, in he it was in his view, it couldn't be proved acting Sergeant Barrett's actions involved criminal intent, really? And a jury could not find him guilty. Well, why, there was many Victorians who were appalled uh, by uh, what uh, the acting sergeant uh, did. So why not test it before a jury? Uh, so Magistrate Sarah said, it may be that the arrest was executed in a way that is not in strict accordance with the manual, you don't say, but whether it could be said to be unlawful and whether it could be said to be done without any regard to proper consequences and criminal intent, in my view, a jury properly instructed could not convict Mr. Barat of those offences. It is possible that Acting Sergeant Barak could still face internal action from Victoria Police. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that, given that uh, all the other uh, Victoria Police officers who committed acts of uh, brutality during Melbourne's lockdown, including the officer who choked that lady for not wearing a mask, uh, the, uh, the officer who head stomped on a mentally ill man, uh, they both got away with it. And so uh, this officer here, uh, acting uh, Sergeant Bo Barrett, he has gotten away with it as well. And there was also uh, 
I can't believe I forgot, uh, forgot this. There was no discipline reaction against that officer who hit and pepper sprayed that uh, elderly lady as well. It, it is just they, even though uh, the Victoria Police paid compensation uh, to that journalist they pepper sprayed in that uh, in that in that protest, the officers themselves never never faced any uh, disciplinary action. Now, remember the uh, we were told that uh, electoral fraud uh, in Australia and including Victoria uh, is is just a myth. Well, we have before Victoria's uh, civil and administrative uh, tribunal a a motion or an application uh, for the 2020 Marybank Council, formerly Moorbank Council uh, election, to be rerun as the uh, Victorian Electoral Commission has conceded former Labor Councillor Mullard L. Hal Abi was unduly elected through voter fraud, uh, but the Victorian Electoral Commission says that uh, they should not be forced uh, back to the polls. So El Halbi and his wife Diana and daughter Tanya deny criminal charges. They allegedly stole ballots from mailboxes and fraudulently filled them out to support his election in the northwest ward of Marybank Council. He resigned a year ago after Almost 18 months in office, representing voters in Glenroy, Hadfield and Pascoe Vale to fight allegations he was responsible for any voter fraud and was replaced with a new councillor, Monica Harte, in a countback. For more than two years, the uh, VCAT has considered whether the election held entirely by postal vote because of the COVID-19 pandemic was tainted so badly it needed to be voided as a result. Jeff Lake, acting for two independent councillors, told the hearing was probably the most significant occurrence of electoral fraud in Australia in living memory. And so the VEC said the, tr the tribunal should find that Al Herbert was unduly elected through fraudulent votes, but this did not mean that he was responsible or involved in the fraud, the VEC said, but on the balance of probabilities, he was the be uh, beneficiary. So solicitors for Al Halby, as submitted such a finding, if misunderstood to be laying blame on him, could prejudice the criminal proceedings against him. Uh, but they were not present for Wednesday's hearing. Uh, so the VEC has said they should not throw out the election result uh, since he's been replaced uh, because the current four councillors likely rep represented the wishes of the voters. VCAT should find the election was not affected by the fraud. Uh, so the VEC doesn't uh, want to uh, create more work for itself. That's basically what it sounds. Joanne, you heard an unusually high number of people, 104 voted twice in the election. 83 of those ballots were deemed suspicious and not included in the count. If 83 people realised the council election was on, noticed their ballots were missing and cared enough to contact the VEC to seek a replacement. Joanne, will heard expert evidence there could be about five times as many people, uh, 332, who did not. So we shall see uh, what uh, uh, VCAT uh, decides. Uh, so it uh, mentions here Marybank, Council, uh, Marybank Councillor Mayor uh, Angelina uh, Panopoulos uh, from the Greens uh, pulled out of the hearing because of the prohibitive costs of representation, uh, but said the election should be thrown out and was uh, a scathing of the 
Uh, so Lake said that if the if the tribunal uh, declared uh, the current four councillors did not benefit from fraud, it would lift any any cloud hanging over the council. You're scathing of the VC's pace and commitment to the case after two and a half years without out result. He accused the commission of a dereliction of his duties for changing positions and following rabbit warrens of inquiries while ignoring others and the tribunal sets should refer the VC to Parliament's Electoral Matters uh, Committee. This should have been over by Christmas 2020, not Christmas 2023. Barrister Catherine Foley, representing the Commission, rejected the Commission criticism and said repeatedly, this is not a Royal Commission into the VC. So obviously don't don't want their role scrutinized. She said the commission acted swiftly when the initial red flag was raised by a voter who had not received a ballot pack on October 23 and also by quarantining suspicious ballots. So yes, that uh, was one story uh, to, to come out of dystopian uh, Victoria this week. Uh, the second uh, story uh, was about uh, one of Dan Andrews' cabinet ministers, uh, Danny Pearson. Uh, so he has, uh, well, relinquished the consumer affairs portfolio uh, uh, because uh, of a, he said, an error of judgment for holding shares that conflicted with his role. Now contract, contrast this with the New South Wales, a, a, a finance minister, Damien Shuthope, when he, when it was discovered he tr held transurban shares. He resigned. Uh, Danny Pearson is not resigning. He's just relinquishing a, one of his uh, many portfolios. So it, it says here that uh, uh, Danny Pearson said on Thursday it would be unfair if his wife, Nicole Marshall, lost her role running the Victorian Business Licensing Authority Board because of his new position. The authority was under Consumer Affairs Portfolio until December when he was appointed the, the minister. So the small business minister, Natalie Samarlin, is now the Consumer Affairs Minister. Mr. Pearson said the move was only fair to in order for his wife to retain her role, which pays up to $53,000 a year. And so Mr. Pearson said it would be inappropriate for his wife who's been chair before the election to be in a role that answered to him as a minister. Yeah, you don't say. But yes, of course, he, he doesn't lose. He is his cabinet position there. So that's that, that, that's number two story here in uh, in Victoria. The, the next one is uh, Dan Andrews' uh, proposed legislation uh that uh, would mandate the retention of all victorians medical records in a centralized government database uh, which uh, of course dan andrews tried to pass through all sort of uh, draconian uh, surveillance laws during covid uh, this is opposed by the this latest round is opposed by the Law Institute of Victoria, uh, its president, Tanya Wolfe, has stated, patient autonomy is a fundamental human right. It's the same principle that allows a patient to refuse medical treatment. And uh, now the federal government's My Health Record scheme has an opt-out uh, provision. Now, uh, the Andrews uh, government, they've said, oh, there's penalties for, for misuse, uh, but Obviously, uh, we we have seen uh, the prevalence of hacking these days. Uh, 
a, of uh, both private, uh, private databases and of government uh, databases. Uh, now, a petition launched by Emily Coltrane of Voice for Victoria reached the required 10,000 uh, signatures and was tabled in Parliament uh, by Liberal Democrat MLC David Limbrick. It's called the Health Legislation Amendment Information Sharing Bill. So Dan Andrews is not backing down, even though he's been roundly uh, criticised for yet more overreach here. Now, going to, to the other side of the uh, Victorian uh, political side, uh, so newly elected Liberal MLC for West Metro Region, Moira Deeming, uh, she gained the, the number one uh, position after the Liberal Party room led by Matthew Guy expelled the sitting uh, Liberal, Bernie Finn, uh, for being too pro-life. He ended up being replaced uh, by an ally of his when he was in the Liberal Party. Uh, Maury Deeming is also pro-life, uh, pro-family. Uh, she made her maiden speech on uh, last week. It went for uh, 20 minutes, and uh, according to uh, to media reports, uh, uh, she her speech was viewed as some sort of extremist manifesto. Now, I would I, I would advise you all to to watch uh, Moira's full uh, 21 minute maiden speech to judge it for yourself but uh she uh, this is just a a minute segment of it but moira made uh made common sense uh, reasonable statements such as this when it came to uh, women and children democracy in victoria is almost 170 years old and one of the reasons for its enduring success is that we are blessed with this council this house of review so i'm just going to get right to work by quickly reviewing three areas of the law and I'm going to focus on women and children because that's what the governor's speech focused on. First of all, sex-based rights. Women and girls are suffering in Victoria because this government cannot or will not define what a female is. And as a result, every woman and every girl in Victoria has lost the right to enjoy female-only sports, female-only change rooms and countless other female-only activities. As a result, what most women would consider to be sexual harassment and indecent exposure is now legal in Victoria. As a result, there is right now at this very moment a twice-convicted male rapist housed with the female prisoners in my area in the Dame Phyllis, Correctional, Dame Phyllis Frost Correctional Facility. They are the most vulnerable women of all. Surely there must be ways to ensure the safety and dignity of trans people which do not trample on the rights of women and girls. And I call upon this government to immediately reinstate sex-based rights in the law. Who could disagree with that? You can balance competing rights to respect all. Rod Lampard over at Cauldron Pool called Moira's maiden speech a reckoning for the political elite. Uh, now, uh, I've 
interviewed Moira a couple of times. Uh, she uh, uh, before, obviously before uh, she was running for office, uh, she first emerged as uh, one of the Mama Warriors uh, against uh, Dan Andrews' uh, LGBT cultural Marxist safe schools program. She gave up her career as a teacher because she didn't want to uh, teach that. She mentioned that in her speech. Uh, she also mentioned that uh, she uh, was pro-life. Uh, she thanked God for her election. And she also uh, opposed uh, Dan Andrews' uh, prostitution law reforms that uh, will allow brothels to be used as creches as well. Uh, so while sex on premises is happening, it can also be a, a daycare facility for the employees there and uh so for uh, that giving that uh that speech i mean i for the record uh support uh, the uh, legalization of, of prostitution but i do not think that there should be creches in in brothels uh but uh, moira's moira's position is not an extremist one but uh dan andrews went off at her in the other chamber and uh, remember he's he's the the man that uh, says that he's the the kind and uh, compassionate caring politician i'm saddened to have to do this but it is important to provide clarity when it comes to a number of very important matters firstly when it comes to the termination of a pregnancy uh, it is the law of this state and the policy of this government that that is a matter between a woman and her doctor that is settled that is settled despite what might be said in other parts of this building, in other parties at other times. Moreover, uh, adoption equality is settled law in this state uh, because of work that this Labor government has proudly done to rewrite the statute book to make sure that equality uh, is not only not negotiable but is there for everyone to see and works and lives and is practised in every way. Again, uh, our support for the trans community is not negotiable and settled. We will not weaponise these issues to make challenging times and challenging experiences all the more difficult. We will not use the trans community as a political weapon, shamefully as others continue to do uh, in this precinct, in the other place, this week. We will support the trans community in any way that we possibly can, and that is fundamentally a recognition that the trans community are 15 times more likely to self-harm. Uh, if that is not motivation enough, well, it's our values that tell us to do this, and that's why we'll continue to do it. Just finally, Speaker, let me put beyond doubt this government's support for safe schools. Safe schools saves lives. Any bullying, no matter what the motivation, we want to make sure our teachers are properly equipped to be able to protect their students. Uh, and it is shameful to think that some elected to this parliament continue to uh, trot out absolute lies and misinformation in relation to that program. Uh, I'm standing up to make these matters clear. One wonders when someone else might do the same. Uh, Dan Andrews claiming that uh, he stands against bullying. Again, the nerve of this bloke. And he also, in another statement, uh, raised uh, Moira's womanhood by referring to her as that member of parliament. Uh, he has a history of uh, erasing women that he doesn't like by referring to them as, as that person. Uh, now, the new Liberal opposition leader, uh, John uh, Basciuto, obviously well, backed his uh, MP, 
uh, but said that oh, we have no plans to make changes to the state's abortion laws or gay conversion therapy laws. This is by the, the Herald Sun. He said, I don't agree with those views. I'm progressive. I'm modern. I'm inclusive. I love everybody and want everyone to have the opportunities of our great state. Well, I'm glad that you say that uh, you you stand for love. I mean, we wouldn't want political leaders who stand for hate. Uh, well, we do have a premier who's pretty hateful in, in Dan Andrews. I say that to every Victorian, the Liberal Party I lead is one that wants to be a voice for everybody. I strongly support the LGBTI community. I was proud to march at the Pride March recently. This is the Melbourne one. And he said, Miss Deeming would continue in her role as an upper house MP, but he wouldn't engage in hypotheticals about whether he would pre-select her if he'd been given the chance prior to the election. Mora was pre-selected as Liberal Party last year. She's a member of our team and she'll go forward as a member of our team. I've had some good discussions with her and I think she understands the importance of us working with a team. I look forward to having further discussions in the future. Uh, now, uh, there is a, a conservatives still in the, the Liberal Party of uh, Victoria, and uh, the age got their hands-on leaked WhatsApp messages. And what is that? Their, their headline was, uh, this is from uh, Samia Elba. Uh, she's the age reporter who wears the, the hijab. It's called a, a plot to overthrow a overthrow plot by conservative liberals because they they want to uh, they want to oust the the current uh, state liberal president uh, Greg Mirabella. Uh, so this was called liberal for change, and it uh, it gives a rare public insight. This is what the Age says uh, that uh, of this uh, of this group plotting to install friendly operatives in the senior position, including the administrative uh, committee. And uh, so it goes through uh, down here that members in the WhatsApp group were so outraged that Victorian state Liberal MPs took part in the midsummer pride much earlier than must. They vowed up efforts to organize and build our numbers and roll moderate Liberals. And so it names one of the, uh, well, the administrator of this WhatsApp group, uh, Liberals uh, for Change, uh, Dr. Ivan uh, Stratov, who's a Mormon. And it also goes through, it includes some uh, quotes here from some uh, moderates who have left the party or are facing disciplinary action for uh, supporting independent candidates. One member who quit after receiving an email last week described the process as a purge that would lead to loss of countless volunteer hours. They warned the uh, draconian disciplinary process against several members could impact the party's electoral success in the future. So yes, I, the age doing a hit job on a conservative uh, liberals actually wanting to restore liberalism to the party and platforming the moderate liberals who actually handed out a vote cards against more redeeming at the, the state election. So uh, that uh, we're still going to remain in uh, Victoria uh, because, well, I just uh, mentioned how a Victoria uh, 
police officer. Uh, he had uh, the charges of, a, of assault dismissed. And uh, now I should mention that that magistrate, Rob uh, Starry, uh, he, before he was appointed as a magistrate, he was the, uh, law, uh, the lawyer for the Labor MPs uh, in the, the red shirts rorts there. So that was his, uh, one of his most high profile uh, legal cases before he was appointed by the Dan Andrews government as a, a magistrate. We also have a in Victoria. We had well, we've had Neil Erickson, who has been uh, jailed twice uh, for hurting the the feelings of uh, Muslims and LGBT people, respectively. Uh, but a uh, the Victorian judicial system has not jailed now a convicted child sex offender, uh, former Collingwood uh, cheer squad head. Uh, Joffa Cork, who uh, pled guilty uh, to molesting a 15-year-old boy uh, almost 20 years ago. And this compilation uh, was uh, put together on uh, Joffa's well, basically non-sentencing uh, and uh, what is happening to, to others in Victoria. Disgraced former Collingwood cheer squad leader Joffa Korf is set to avoid jail over child sex charges. The 62-year-old admitted to sexually abusing a teenage boy, but he's been told he won't be sent to prison. Welcome to Australia, the country where nonces are let off with a slap on the wrist and political dissidents get locked up without a trial. I've made a load of videos mocking the police, particularly Victoria Police, who blocked me on Twitter a long time ago for giving them a dose of the truth. It's become a fun hobby of mine to point out their hypocrisy, lack of integrity and their inconsistent approach to policing, which seems to change depending on the politics of a situation. The corruption, however, goes way beyond the police. It's the entire justice system. Police, courts, judges, politicians. Take this nonce Joffa who escapes any jail time for abusing a 14-year-old boy and compare his treatment to the likes of Nick Patterson or Monica Smith. Nick and his mates were ambushed by cops in the back streets after leaving a protest, got a severe beating and then Nick got jailed for 29 days. By the way, I've raised this incident when talking to police at various protests and they giggle and smirk when I bring it up. Victoria Police has a frightening amount of psychos in its ranks who get off on abusing their power. Monica was in jail for 22 days, pulled over after the cops had been following her all day. Not everyone likes Monica. Some say she's an opportunist grifter. But at the end of the day, she was jailed for being a non-violent activist. Compare that to the BLM protest organisers who did not get jail time for a protest they organised during the lockdown period. They did get a fine, and then recently they had the fine rescinded and their legal fees paid for by Victoria Police. And on a side note, as usual it seems that it is again these very white passing and white presenting ladies who are speaking on behalf of all black people across the world. Now I don't want to be accused of inciting any trouble or get another YouTube ban, so I ask that you please do not share this with Victoria Police or anyone involved in the justice system. Do not call out Victoria Police on their hypocrisy. And please, please, please do not call Joffa a nonce if you see him in the street. Now, the victim of Joffa has decided to uh, tell his story in the, the media as well. His name is uh, Alex Case. He's now 32. 
uh, he he believes that because Joffa has avoided jail, I feel like he's gotten away with something. I wanted to make sure he was held accountable for what he did to me. He's effectively uh, get, uh, getting off. So the pair had communicated sporadically via email and MSN chat from late 2004 to early 2005 before arranging to meet up in person. Uh, so they show Corf routinely guiding the conversation back to sexual topics. When a case arrived for their first face-to-face uh, -face meeting, the person he met, Corf, was older and more unkempt, even though he didn't match the description. Case said he didn't leave because he didn't want to upset or offend Corf. Their, their oral sex occurred before Case left upset. A case later texted to say Korf shouldn't have done what he did to a young person. Korf, their message back, agreed and apologized. Uh, now, case uh, he he wrote a powerful uh, victim impact uh, statement, uh, talking about uh, just uh, how much it affected him uh, in his youth, uh, what Joffa did to him. And uh, there is also now uh, the reason why is he, he got a uh, sus suspended sentence uh, by this judge, Melly, because of his uh, uh, good uh, character and uh, because it, uh, it and uh, his significant contribution in the uh, community is asking for a more merciful a sentence for what was a one-off event. Uh, but now there's another allegation, Thomas, which is not his real name, and who is 39 now, lives in Melbourne, alleges he was uh, 15 when he began speaking to Corf on a hotline for LGBTQ teenagers in early 1999. Thomas said Corf originally told him that he was 22-year-old counsellor named David and arranged to meet at a Collingwood football match a few weeks after his 16th birthday. At the time, Corp was 39 and was aware Thomas was 15 when they first spoke on the phone. Thomas did not report, report the case to police. When Case spoke to Corp, he also used the name David. And of course, Joffa, there was a movie made about him and there was, he also published an autobiography. Now he won the Unshackled's uh, Degenerate of the, the Year for, for 2022. And uh, I noticed that one of the satirical uh, publications, I think it was the Collingwood Gazette, I'm not too sure, it might've been a, a, another one, noted his uh, similar appearance to, to Jimmy Savile, uh, the, the UK's uh, worst, uh, one of the UK's uh, worst uh, pedophiles who escaped justice in his his lifetime, and people made the point about Jimmy Savile, like the like he was creepy looking. I mean, uh, didn't people sort? Of, uh, 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 why was he like? Uh, didn't that sort of give off vibes? And the same with Joffa. I mean, he looks very uh, creepy. I'll bet there's uh, only two allegations against Joffa. One has been proven, one is not uh, proceeding there. But yeah, I mean, he looks like a like a creep. And well, and now he's a convicted uh, creep. Now, moving on to uh, the, well, the attention whores of uh, the weekend. And uh, we'll stay in Melbourne, uh, where uh, the the local uh, socialists uh, they finally had their their sunshine rally uh, two months in the the making after a, the a gym in in 
in sunshine in Melbourne's West, uh, was doxxed by the Age newspaper as uh, the meeting place of the, the joint National Socialist Network and European Australian Movement meetup in early December uh, last year. Uh, so uh, the Daily Mail describes dozens of protesters have descended on a gym in Melbourne, claiming the building is used as a base for some of the most extreme Nazi activities. The fitness centre uh, was surrounded by protesters. We, it was empty at the time uh, from the Campaign Against Racism and Fascism Activist Group, which is a socialist alternative front group. At one point, a lone gym goer appeared to raise a middle finger at the crowd before talking with uh, police officers at the scene. The camper group launched a call for action against the gym on Facebook, where they organized details for the, the Daily Mail describes it, well-attended uh, protests. In the event description, the organizers wrote, migrant and refugees welcome, Nazis are not. And it goes down here that... Uh, uh, as they as they said, so long as neo-Nazis are organizing and recruiting, they mean a threat to everyone in the community. They, in fact, we want to make it clear that we will counter the fascists wherever they rear their heads. We call on all anti-fascists to join our rally and help build the movement against the far right. And it's got here an AAP image. Victoria police officer speaks to a man believed to be a member of the gym during his demonstration. Uh, that is Philip uh, Filthy Thompson, who is not a member of that gym nor a member of the National Socialist Network. Uh, he is in the in the chat. He released a Telegram message uh, telling as as much here. It also says here, if I if I go uh, go further up here, that uh, it was described uh, atten uh, the attendance was a mixture of refugee, migrant, and LGBT plus groups, which those three groups don't always uh, get along there. Now, uh, it was uh, posted uh, on uh, Telegram, a local uh, uh, the the. I think it was on the the NSN uh, channel. Uh, uh, some members at Sunshine Station that because they were only there for an afternoon. I mean, it's out of the free tram zone uh, for uh, the the socialist alternative. Uh, so they were there basically, yeah, uh, reclaiming it. So you only claimed it for an afternoon. And Blair Cottrell on his Gab and Telegram uh, posted a photo of him at the gym with Thomas Sewell. Uh, Jamon Roberts, better known as the Vanilla Gorilla, and I don't know who the guy second from from right is. I, if anyone knows, please let me know. I mean, he's showing his face, so he's obviously not afraid of <laughs> afraid of being known. Uh, so Blair Cottrell released this photo saying, "Life is easier when you fight." Now, moving on to Sydney, where, in case you didn't know, uh, in case you uh, hadn't known uh, that it was uh, the Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras and uh, world LGBT pride in, in Sydney, uh, so, the, it's, it, so there are actually going to be two uh, parades uh, because Sydney is hosting world pride. So there was the... The Mardi Gras on Saturday night, and then next weekend there's a Pride March across the the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and so Anthony Albanese uh, was there marching with uh, New South Wales 
opposition leader, Chris Minns, who hopes to be the Premier, and the Environment Minister, uh, Tanya uh, Plibersek. Anthony Albanese, he he uh, pumped up that he'd be the first Prime Minister to march in the, the Mardi Gras and said he'd been going since 1983, though Malcolm Turnbull was the first Prime Minister to attend the Mardi Gras, though he didn't march uh, in the parade. But uh, the Mardi Gras this year was ruined, and it wasn't uh, ruined uh, by members of the the, the stalwart uh, bastion who defended uh, St. Mary's uh, Cathedral uh, from uh, potential vandalism by the degenerates. Uh, the guy in the with the neck beard and the, the checkered shirt at the front, you might recognize that's Joel Davis, uh, Blair Cottrell's uh, co-host on their, their Thursday new show. Uh, Fred Niles never managed to ruin a Mardi Gras parade by praying for rain. Uh, he prays for rain every year to, to ruin the Mardi Gras and it never rains. Uh, Fred Nile, his, uh, his longstanding view was that uh, the parade should be at a stadium and restricted to over 18s. It was great that when the Mardi Gras was at the SCG during COVID, it should have stayed there, albeit uh, children uh, were still allowed to go and the Wiggles were the, uh, the main performers at the SCG Mardi Gras last year, uh, but uh, it was uh, Lydia Thorpe who ruined uh, the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras this year. Uh, Senator for Victoria, not New South Wales, and she's not LGBT. She was invited by a uh, far-left Marxist uh, float called Pride in Protest. They always try to put up a motion every year to ban the uh, police and uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, so, uh, sorry, the police and the Liberal Party are uh, from uh, the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Uh, the uh, the Liberal Party they uh, they marched as well. Had a I think I've got it. Have I got it here? Oh yes, here it is. Here, uh, so Senator Andrew Bragg, there, uh, moderate. Uh, he's he's. Uh, is from New South Wales. He's not gay himself. Uh, neither is uh, Simon Birmingham uh, there. He's Senator for South Australia. So he's another uh, fly-in. He, uh, he, he claimed credit uh, for uh, bringing World Pride to Sydney when he was uh, Trade and uh, Tourism uh, Minister in the, the Morrison government. And there's uh, Christopher Rath there, uh, Liberal MLC for New South Wales, who, well, he is actually gay there. Uh, so Pride in Protest, they invited uh, Lydia Thorpe as a fly-in and she held up the parade uh, by laying in front of, well, what she believed to be uh, was the Australian Federal Police Van. <laughs>
Now, Lydia Thorpe was simply moved on by New South Wales police, and uh, so she wasn't charged, uh, though uh, she has thoroughly uh, pissed off uh, the uh, the social uh, media uh, left, uh, the, the Labor uh, drips, because uh, what she ended up blocking uh, was, uh, this is what uh, PR Guy uh, wrote. It, remember, PR Guy just sort of makes up his own news there, but said, Lydia Thorpe is under fire after lying down and obstructing a Mardi Gras float understood to be operated by 2010, a community organisation which provides mental health and psycho psychosocial support programs to support homeless LGBTQI plus youth affected by homeless and another one of PR guys tweet rusted on supporters of Lydia Thorpe well she's now an independent senator said yesterday was important context that she stopped a police police float now saying it doesn't matter which float she stopped after learning last night it was a float for youth mental health and this was Lydia on Twitter, posting uh, posting herself arriving at the Mardi Gras. Now, uh, this is the, I haven't uh, cropped uh, the photo that she posted. Uh, I noticed that uh, David Hiscock of the XYZ, XYZ did. She include she she posed she posed for a photo in front of a man wearing just a jock jock strap showing his his buttocks and that's what an australian senator uh broadcast to the world and uh she's in a uh, harold thomas uh paraphernalia there remember he was the 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 creator uh the artist of the the aboriginal rights flag as it uh, was known and this is what she told lydia thorpe the pride in protest uh, group uh before the march when it was uh, where it was uh, published on Instagram. Human rights in this country for over 200 years have been denied, not only for First Peoples, but for people seeking asylum, for people who, who choose to love who the fuck they want to love. Uh, Reggie Mite 1996 says in the, the chat, which I'm pretty sure is uh, Reg Penny, uh, said, uh, Governor General, do yourself a favour for Australia, sack Lydia Thorpe. Well, Lydia Thorpe can only be booted from the, the Senate. Her term doesn't expire until June 2028 if she is uh, a, a bankrupt or a dual citizen or convicted of an offence carrying a term of imprisonment of one year or more. And uh, Lydia Thorpe, in attempting to uh, justify her actions the, the next day, managed to uh, piss off the original uh, uh, 1978 Mardi Gras uh, protesters. So they were known as the 78ers because she claimed black and brown trans women started the first Pride March as a protest against police violence. Today, we still face violence from police proud to have joined pride in protest vote in sydney to say no pride in genocide no pride in prisons no cops in pride and fred Sargent said this is flatly untrue another example of 21st century historical 
revisionism designed to erase gays and lesbians from their own history. Pride was founded and organized by lesbian gays alone. Provide a citation for this claim and some names or delete this false tweet. So yeah, she managed to uh, piss off the, the, the people whose basically parade she gate crash and the, uh, the left wing drips on, on Twitter. And so she has reached, if it was possible, a, a new low. And it is true uh, that the, the New South Wales uh, police do have a shameful history uh, with regard to the, the violence that they perpetrated, particularly on gay men. They uh, were complicit and uh, covered up uh, the poofter bashings of the, the 1980s and 90s, uh, where uh, gangs or vigilantes are uh, hung out at a gay beats. And when gays arrived for sex, they'd come and uh, bash them. And a lot of these beats, for some reason, were at clifftops. And so they threw them off the uh, the, the clifftops there. So they were an early... They, they, uh, basically what they did what ISIS do now. And uh, so the New South Wales police uh, said uh, it said that they were, were suicides. Now, obviously, the New South Wales police uh, in the, the 21st century, uh, they have uh, tried to, to, to make amends by going all the way the, the other direction. This is what they, they changed their logo to uh, this uh, week. And this was a promotional video that uh, they put uh, of their uh, LGBT liaison officers. Hi, my name's Leading Senior Constable Brown, and I'm from Cumberland Police Area Command. And I'm Constable Cameron from Northern Beaches Police Area Command. We are both LGBTIQ plus liaison officers. We work together with our LGBTIQ plus community to provide a professional and effective policing response sensitive to the needs of those LGBTQI plus people. LGBTIQ plus liaison officers will be among the many police officers working throughout the Sydney World Pride 2023 festival, ensuring that it is a safe and enjoyable time for all. You'll be able to recognise our LGBTIQ plus liaison officers during events by our yellow sleeve and our glow badge. If you find yourself in any sort of trouble, please do not wait to report it to an LGBTIQ plus liaison officer. Instead, find your nearest police officer, yellow sleeve or no yellow sleeve, or attend your nearest police station. We are all here to help you. Please stay safe and look after one another. Happy Sydney World Pride and happy Mardi Gras. And uh, we saw this week the, the New South Wales Police announced they were launching an investigation into uh, who uh, painted over this uh, disgusting mural outside Wynyard uh, train station, one of the Sydney CBD tr uh, train stations. It's a fat, hairy man in BDSM outfit with a teddy bear on, uh, uh, on its head. And uh, so it was uh, painted over uh, by a vigilante who posted it, leave the kids alone. And uh, there was also uh, this other mural of, now uh, from a distance, uh, the, the, these wings, they look like feathers, but they're actually penises. So that was, uh, that was uh, painted 
over uh, with uh, White as well. And then uh, there was another uh, vigilante who uh, painted over rainbow steps, which led into a uniting church. I'm sure a lot of people felt like uh, painting over all of the, the rainbow paraphernalia, propaganda everywhere, although they probably wouldn't go to the effort of bringing their own paint. And uh, if they're caught, these, uh, these various uh, vandals, then I'm sure New South Wales police will probably give them the Neil Erickson treatment and probably send them to, to, to prison in the end to make amends uh, for uh, their, 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 their past actions. And uh, there also what uh, went viral on social media was a, a schoolboy who ripped off a rainbow sign off a train window. I get a raw pine on the Sydney train. I don't think so. Fuck the pride shit. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty based. Now, of course, uh, we had a Coles supermarkets. I covered it last week. Uh, they're eager to uh, let everyone know that they're a World Pride sponsor and uh, everyone's welcome uh, at uh, their table. They even put an ad in the, the newspaper and uh, their, their store uh, when I went in uh, this week, I even, even had uh, put up a rainbow, full-on rainbow flags out the front and uh, rainbow buntings as, as well. Somebody finally fixed up the Coles uh, welcome at our table, vaccinated welcome at our table. And now also occurring this weekend was the A-Leagues Pride uh, round. I covered this uh, last week. Uh, and it was uh, the, one of the, the main uh, lobbyists for it was the, the Adelaide United uh, gay player, Josh Cavallo, who didn't even play because he's injured again, uh, this time with an Achilles injury. He was already injured previously with an enlarged spleen. Uh, so at uh, Amy Park this weekend in, in Melbourne, uh, so you even couldn't escape this in, in, in Melbourne. Uh, so this was a at the the front of Amy Park the the steps Ugh. and uh, this was there was a uh, pride stands inside uh, Amy Park as well and uh, my football team uh, Melbourne uh, City 
which is uh, owned by the City Football Group, which is in turn owned by the Abu Dhabi Group, uh, were selling their City Pride range, uh, which had the the rainbow and, and included the poo brown and black stripe with for everyone and uh, only 40 bucks each for the hat, uh, t-shirt and beanie. What a bargain. And uh, the Melbourne City players wore these shirts uh, when they came onto the field. And now, obviously, I, <laughs> the United Arab Emirates is, is governed by Sharia law. And but it shows that uh, the 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 print uh, the the Abu Dhabi Prince who owns the City Football Group, and you could say the same for all the other princes and and sheikhs who hold uh, ownership of, of football teams. They have no real uh, religious principles or convictions. Uh, they just it, 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 they just uh, basically uh, go. Uh, put the the they they put the put the the laws in which they they think are acceptable to the people but secretly like the the rumors are with the the Saudi royal family that while the the nation is governed by sharia law they're all drinking scotches and having orgies in in their in their mansions there and it seems that in the the UAE that's that's no exception there and uh, Melbourne City that day was a uh, uh, one of their main sponsors was the Ashi beer the japanese beer and again i alcohol is haram in uh sharia law as well my team uh melbourne city beat sydney and that sydney fc in that game three two so i was happy to to with the win the the three points i'm all about the the football and uh so then the next day that was on the saturday it was the 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 actual pride game melbourne victory and uh melbourne uh, sorry, Adelaide uh, United uh, for the Pride Cup. Now it was a one-one draw, which means nobody won the the Pride Cup, which was the the best outcome. Uh, that is because of a late equaliser. Uh, now everybody should. Uh, this is the Adelaide United United footballer uh, that uh, everyone should be should should be paying attention to, not the the one in the stands, and that is a seventeen-year-old. Uh, boy wonder Nestroy uh, Arakunda. Uh, this was his uh, super strike. He's only 17 years old, but he's destined for greatness. Oh, here's Aaron Kunda. He can't hit them. Does so well. Oh, what a goal! Oh, the power, the dip, the flips, everything you want. And you never write off Nestor Irankunda. 25 yards out, keeper, no chance. And now he was a uh, Nestor. He was uh, born in in Tanzania. Uh, though he uh, play, it plays for the has played plays for Australia, uh, the under uh, seventeen Socceroos. Uh, clearly, uh, he is destined for for greatness. Will probably play in a major European league, and uh, he, well, hopefully, uh, can uh, progress uh, the the Socceroos in uh, future World Cups. And uh, if uh, a lot of hardcore soccer fans would would say that if our if the Socceroos become like the the French uh, national football team, which is all made up of Africans, 
they won the World Cup, even though their team was full of Africans. If Australia uh, can win a World Cup with a team full of Africans, then Australia love winners. That's uh, I'm predicting that in 10, 20 years, that uh, probably most of the Socceroos will be African there. But uh, a, as as you saw that uh, he had to wear the the, the pride jersey to, to play in 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 that uh, game even though I've uh, to my knowledge Tanzania is not uh, not that keen on uh, LGBT uh, culture there but uh, he wore the the number 66 rainbow jersey I'm not sure what his personal views are but he wore the jersey uh, so he could play and score that uh, awesome goal there now gone way over time. Uh, so I'm going to have to cut uh, most of the, the other content, uh, but uh, I will still mention that it is, uh, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know, uh, it is uh, one, one year uh, since uh, Russian military operations began in Ukraine. And uh, this time last week, uh, Joe Biden made a surprise visit to Kiev to meet uh, Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky. And Zelensky basically said that he is not going to settle for anything but total victory for U Ukraine, which I think means he wants to take back Crimea from Russia as well. He thinks he's some sort of Churchillian figure, Zelensky, because of because uh, Churchill is famous for never entering into peace negotiations with Hitler, even though he was encouraged to and uh, won the war and uh, defeated a Nazi Germany. The next day, Russian President Vladimir Putin gave his State of the Nation address, uh, blaming the West for beginning uh, hostilities between Russia and Ukraine uh, when they supported the Euromaidan revolution in uh, 2014, which deposed the elected president of Ukraine and uh, began having uh, European and US friendly presidents there. Uh, Victoria Newland again was uh, involved in uh, providing support, US support for the Euromaidan revolution. And uh, Vladimir Putin also uh, called out, condemned uh, the degeneracy of Western culture, which I've dedicated a lot of this show to discussing it cannot ignore the fact that russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield so they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks first of all targeting the young generations lying on every step distorting historical truth attacking our culture the russian orthodox church and other traditional religious institutions in our country now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural and historical identity, and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to pedophilia are accepted as uh, the new norm. And priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live however they want, and we in Russia have never intruded into people's private life, and we're not going to do that. But what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture, into the holy book of any great religion. It says that the family 
is a union between woman and man. And uh, these holy texts are now being increasingly doubted in the West. The uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Now, a lot of Western conservatives said, well, they're not pro-Putin. They want peace. I think everyone wants peace apart from neocon warmongers, uh, that Putin was not wrong in what he said. Uh, now, uh, Joe Biden, he obviously had uh, the time and uh, energy uh, to, to make a trip uh, to uh, Ukraine, but not to East Palestine. Former uh, US President Donald Trump, he visited last week, shouted all of their uh, first responders, McDonald's, and brought a, a, a showed up with pallet loads of his uh, Trump water for locals to drink, since the, the water is... Uh, well, uh, the locals don't want uh, to drink it, even though they've been told by the EPA that it's safe to, to drink. The Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, he finally uh, turned up in East Palestine, Ohio, three weeks well, uh, three weeks after uh, the toxic chemical train derailment of Southern Norfolk. They're blaming it all on Southern Norfolk, the Biden administration. Uh, Joe Biden, though, is uh, he still has no plans to go. This is what he, he told reporters. Are you planning to travel to East Palestine, At this moment, not. I, was, I did a whole video. To, I mean, uh, you know, the, uh, what the hell? On Zoom? Zoom. Zoom. All I can, every time I think of Zoom, that could you make sense of that he started zoom 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 oh and then he's like oh yeah then i'll answer the the question what what on earth i mean seriously now finish off with a brief health report because uh why not since this is uh, odyssey exclusive a platform uh which respects free speech uh, so we had a, first of all, we had uh, Hollywood actor Woody Harrelson host a Saturday Night Live, where I'm not sure if this was a part of the monologue he submitted uh, to the uh, S SNL uh, producers, uh, because uh, it certainly outraged the uh, COVIDians. He talked about how, well, uh, what his reaction would be five years ago if he was handed uh, the COVID pandemic and lockdowns and mandates as a movie script. Hey, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? I noticed that the, the band members behind him, uh, they, they, they're not smiling at all. And uh, there was very, very few laughs there, probably scared to, scared to laugh. Uh, now, of course, I, I, Remember at the, the beginning of the, the, the pandemic, uh, well, you weren't allowed to question lockdowns and mandates. 
and uh, you certainly uh, weren't allowed to question where COVID originated in China. A hang on, I've got to share share this again. A U.S. Department of Energy intelligence report said that a COVID-19 likely leaked from a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan. Remember, that was a conspiracy theory, and even saying it came from bat soup at the wet market was racist as well. Uh, the only, I think, the only acceptable uh, origin you could say is that it came that was uh, part the CCP's conspiracy theory that it came from frozen fruit uh, from the US. We also had a, this week a, a James O'Keefe fired uh, by the board of Project uh, Veritas, uh, even after he is excellent uh, ex, uh, uh, hidden camera sting of that uh, Pfizer executive who also uh, wanted to do some uh, lab mutating of COVID so they could uh, create more uh, vaccines against future variants. So he's out. And also back here, uh, Mark Niles is out as uh, director of the Australian Christian Lobby, sacked by the board because they want somebody who's more politically, uh, well, into political campaigning strategy, not someone who uh, preaches uh, the gospel. And uh, I noticed that uh, Bill Muhlenberg of, of Culture Watch uh, wrote in in the, the Canberra Declaration that uh, maybe uh, members of the, the board, uh, they didn't like that he was uh, outspoken about the lockdown mania, mandatory medicine and the, and the like. He says, I suppose all that and more will come out in the wash. So we'll see who the, the new ACL director is. They, do they want someone who's going to be acceptable on, on Q&A? But yeah, there's been a lot of dismay from Christian uh, political activists at Martin Niles's sacking there. So thank you, everyone, uh, for joining me here uh, for the first Odyssey exclusive uh, uh, Tim's News Explosion on the, the Wilmstrand channel. Make sure that uh, if uh, you haven't uh, subscribed yet uh, uh, or followed it's called follow on odyssey make sure that you do give a give a a lit up and uh, also make sure you share this leave a comment get the word out about my odyssey channel because i'll be streaming here for the foreseeable future a second youtube youtube strike lasts for two weeks and it takes three months for youtube strikes to expire so at the moment if i get another uh strike my whole channel will be deleted including i have got all my previous shows backed up on on, on hard drives uh but uh, it'll all go the the youtube archive if i lose the the channel so rather not push it too much even though i do want to be uh not censor myself uh there won't be a wilms front uh this sunday uh, but uh, there will definitely be a, another Tim's News Explosion next Monday here on Odyssey. And I also do publish a podcast version of uh, the show, which has never been uh, never been uh, deleted. It's available on all your uh, podcasting apps. And remember uh, to support Unshackled Productions, including Tim's News Explosion. Uh, you can uh, take out an Unshackled membership. Uh, premium membership, bronze $5 per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month, and platinum 
$50 per month. Thank, thank you so much uh, for joining me tonight, making the, the migration over. I'll see you all again soon. I'm going to Richard Borson Crofts this, uh, this week again to film more reports from Tiger Mountain. The Unshackled YouTube channel is also on two strikes because of Richard's reports as well. So getting censored all over the place. Uh, so please, everyone, stay safe, uh, stay sane, uh, stay free, and stay away from propaganda. Uh, good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's News Explosion.